the intro music is rolling. My setup is well set up. It's another Monday, which means it's another episode of the Football Frontier, part of Random Ravens. I mean, it wasn't a crazy eventful week in football, college or NFL, but, you know, I I got you covered with all the news that did come out. So, here here's the main storyline in college football. There, there were so many games, so many games postponed throughout the SEC, throughout college football in general. Uh, Auburn and Texas A&M had to cancel because of COVID concerns. Missouri, Georgia canceled. LSU, Alabama postponed. Uh, I mean, Ohio State, Maryland postponed. Even more coming up. Florida postponed a couple weeks ago. Um, There are a lot that were postponed to the end of the season. Towards this end of the season. It looked like we were going to have a full college football season until up to this week. There are a lot of questions revolving around are different teams going to be able to play their last couple of games? Is... Let me see. Okay, so post... there It's kind of half and half um, on rescheduled games throughout this year. Um, half of the games, a date has been set. There's been a total of... 62 games that have either been canceled or postponed. Okay, 31 of those games has their date has been reset. 6 of those 31 have already been played. 31 of those 62 have not even been rescheduled yet. So, you start to kind of wonder is the college football season going to be finished? With 31 games not being rescheduled, with 31 games being rescheduled, only six of them have been played so far, and even more so, how, if the coronavirus continues to sweep the college football world are is college football gonna be able to finish not only their schedule this season but almost everything you know like are they gonna be able to play even the um uh who is it my word what oh my word i'm blanking are they going to be able to even play the bowl games are they going to be able to play the championship games because i mean this is a risk they're going to have to take 
uh, in in the New Year Six Bowl, if you don't know what that is, that's two playoff games and four kind of big uh, just college football bowl games. I'm I'm concerned about college football and NFL as a whole, really. Uh, like who is going to step in at different spots? Because there's probably gonna have to be some different thing, oh, a lot of different things, really, to ha- be able to play all the different games that need to be played in order to have a championship game like just a conference championship game uh let alone the national championship game like teams who really need to play those conference championship games are Florida Alabama who's going to represent the SEC uh I'm sure Clemson wants to get back at Notre Dame in the ACC championship. Um, Texas A&M, they want to play Alabama. I'm sure of it. They want to be able to prove that they are a good team. They beat Florida, who looks like they are going to represent the East. Um, Has Texas A&M already played Alabama? Probably should check that. Yeah. Alright, they lost 24-52 to Alabama. Okay, um... I th- It's gonna be interesting to see. As long as Alabama doesn't lose any of their last couple of games... I think they're going to be the ones to represent the the SEC West. I mean, they have Kentucky, Auburn, and Arkansas. None of those teams were phenomenal. None of them are phenomenal, rather. Uh, and LSU, assuming they can play that postponed game. Honestly... Their biggest competition here, I would have to say, is Arkansas. Like everyone else may be thinking, Auburn, Auburn. If you go back and look at the Arkansas-Auburn game, Arkansas, whose record is 3-4, and four, personally, I think it should be 4-3. and three. The refs made a terrible, terrible call on that game. I mean, they did lose to Florida 35-63, but Florida has one of the best offenses in the country, if not the best. And like if you go back and look at the Arkansas Auburn game, Auburn won 28-30. They should have lost that game 27-28 with Auburn winning. It 
Arkansas gets way too much flack. Everyone's like, they're a really bad team, yada, yada, yada. Their losses are to Florida, Texas A&M, Georgia, and Auburn. Personally, like I said before, they should have won that Auburn game. That was a ref mistake call. Uh, Georgia, Texas A&M, Florida, all ranked in the top 15. Okay. It's that simple. It's that simple. But one thing I... One thing that is very interesting to me is the what rounds out the top ten of the college football playoffs. Florida is right behind Texas A&M at six. Texas A&M is at five, mainly because their win is over Florida. Now remember, Florida pretty much has secured going to the SEC championship and facing uh, Alabama, assuming Alabama doesn't lose to Tennessee, LSU, Arkansas, or Auburn. They, uh, yeah. I mean, Alabama is pretty much secured. Uh, Florida is pretty much secured unless they lose if they lose once, there may be a rematch between them and Georgia. But, uh, yeah, I really don't think that they're going to lose one. Because their schedule for the next... Uh, there's not a lot of games left. Only three, four? Yeah, four games. Vanderbilt, easy win. Kentucky, easy win. Tennessee, Pretty easy win. Uh, LSU, easy win. Now, if you're not, if you don't keep up with college football, you're probably thinking to yourself, LSU's a phenomenal team. They were good last year, not this year, not this year, at all. So a big thing for me with just football in general, not only college but NFL too. Are they going to cancel the rest of the season? Are they going to? be able to keep going on with the rosters they have because so so many people are going to question were is was this whole team was this whole team here were they all accounted for? Much like that Clemson-Notre Dame game. Trevor Lawrence, their starting quarterback wasn't here. If your starting quarterback is not there, you are going to... You're going to have a significant disadvantage. Significant disadvantage. Because your starting quarterback is what holds that offense together. Okay, it's... It... Yeah, it's crazy. Well, let's go ahead and get into some NFL...
L news right after this quick thing about South Carolina. South Carolina Gamecocks fired their head coach, Will Muschamp, this past, uh, let me see here, trying to find it, yeah, uh, Sunday, so yesterday, if you're listening to this on Monday when it comes out, um, I really think some big programs such as possibly Alabama, Nick Saban may rehire him. Uh, his good pal, his co-coach at Alabama way back when, his former teammate Kirby Smart may also hire him as uh, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, something like that at Georgia. Uh, there are already some candidates, uh, such as Hugh Freeze, uh, Billy Napier, uh, they're all, com- those two guys are kind of competing, if you will. Those are some coaches that South Carolina appears to be interested in to coach their football team. Hugh Freeze is currently the head coach of Liberty University, uh, and they're they're having a not bad year uh, football-wise, if I do say so. Uh, Billy Napier is a... Let me see here. He is an American football coach. He is a head coach of... University of Louisiana. So, the Ragin' Cajuns. Louisiana University, not to be mistaken with the famous championship championship winners from last year, Louisiana State University. I know a lot of people who get those two mixed up. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to go ahead and give you my picks about halfway into the NFL season. My picks of who is going to win each conference, then who will win the AFC and NFC, okay? I'm not going to throw in my wild cards. I'm just going with uh, the standings as is. The AFC East, currently the Bills are leading that conference 7-3, and three, followed by the Dolphins at 6-3, and three, followed by the Patriots at 4-5, and five, followed by the Jets at 0 oh, and nine. Wow. Uh, the Bills are coming off a loss. I, it's going to be a really interesting game. Personally, I don't think Cam Newton's going to be able to pull the Patriots back into that spot, the AFC East winning spot. I really do think it's down to the Bills and the Dolphins. The Bills, I'm not saying they have a really easy schedule. Uh, I th- ooh. I think that... Um, I don't know. The Bills will play the Steelers, who are currently undefeated. And 
the Dolphins and Bills, January 3rd, 1 p.m. It's going to be an interesting game, okay? It is going to be a very interesting game. I really do think that could be what determines who wins the AFC East. Um, let me check the Dolphins schedule real quick here. The Dolphins, yeah, another not crazy easy schedule. Um, here's the one thing that both teams are playing a very hard team in a couple of weeks. The Dolphins have the Chiefs. And then the Bills have the Steelers. Both very good teams. But I am going to pick the Dolphins. I think the rookie Tua Tungvaiola from Alabama, I think he's going to get the Dolphins to win the AFC East. The Steelers are up 9-0. and in the AFC North, followed by the Ravens at 6-3, and three, followed by the Browns also at 6-3, and three, followed by the Bengals at 2-6 and six and 1. The Bengals have actually tied a game. I'm not... They tied with... Let me see here. The Eagles. The Bengals and the Eagles tied. Okay. But I yeah, I think no doubt about it. Steelers are gonna win the AFC North. They're up by three games on the Ravens and Browns. Unless they something drastic happens. I think that the Steelers are gonna win it. I think it will be interesting though to watch the Ravens and the Browns to kind of see if either of them get into that wild card spot. Because I know a lot of people who, they no one's going to expect the Browns to make the playoffs. But I really do think if they keep doing what they're doing, that, that is winning games, they may be able to secure a wild card spot in the playoffs. And then the AFC South, the Colts and Titans are tied at 6-3. and three. The Texans follow the Titans and Colts at two and seven, and then the Jaguars at one and eight. Um, I mean, it really is a toss-up between the Titans and the Colts. The Colts, though, they're they're gonna face each other again November twenty ninth. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with the Colts, not to knock on the. Titans or anything, but I really think that Derrick Henry is their main offensive threat. Like, again, not to knock on the Titans or their fans or anything, but Derrick Henry is their main offensive threat. They don't have a phenomenal defense by they don't they don't have a good defense by any means. And then AFC West Chiefs are leading eight and one, followed by the Raiders at six and three. Broncos three and six. Chargers two and seven. Uh, I do think that the Chiefs will win it for the AFC West. Now we're gonna start with the NFC. NFC West 
It's a tight race in the NFC West. Cardinals, Rams, and Seahawks all at 6-3. and three, And then the 49ers at 4-6. and six. Wow, it's a tight race there. I mean, I could throw a dart at the board and call it at this point. The Cardinals, after a phenomenal, phenomenal last play uh, on, against the Bills, a phenomenal Hail Mary from Kyler Murray to secure the game for them. Uh, I think they're getting a little too much hype right now. They're getting too much hype because of that play. I think that the Rams actually are going to come and take that spot. And then NFC South. This is the one everybody, everybody's watching. Can Tom Brady win the NFC South with the Bucks, Or are the Saints going to be able to keep it from him? Now, Drew Brees, quarterback for the Saints, he is the only quarterback in history to beat Tom Brady twice in the same season when they face them in the same conference, if you will. So, personally, I think that gives the Saints the edge uh, let me read off the rankings. It's the Saints at seven and two, Bucks at seven and three, Falcons at three and six, Panthers at three and seven. Um, yeah, I definitely think the Saints are gonna take that one. Um, because as of right now, they do have the advantage over the Bucks by one game. Now again, that is not a lot, but in the head-to-head matchups. The Bucks have lost both times to the Saints. Um, so I think it should go to the Saints in the NFC South. Now NFC North, uh, Packers lead it seven to two, seven and two, Bears five and four, Lions four and five, Vikings three and five. I probably should have said this before I started reading the records. If you don't know what I'm saying with all these numbers, uh, the first number I say is how many wins they have. The second number is losses. Then if I say a third number, that's how many ties. Um, I do think that Aaron Rodgers will take it, take the cake with the Packers um, in the NFC North. Now, this one, NFC East, wow. I mean, the fact that a team from the NFC East is actually going to be able to go to the playoffs is very surprising because let me read the records in the NFC East to you. The Eagles sitting at 3-5-1, and five and one. Giants sitting at 3-7, and seven. Washington sitting at 2-7, and seven. Cowboys also sitting at 2-7. and seven. I mean, if I get this pick right, I, it's going to be phenomenal. Personally, though, I do think the Eagles, surprisingly, are going to win it just because they do have that one tie. I think that all the other teams may lose out, uh, and then I think all of them may lose out the rest of the season, and then that one tie will keep the Eagles 
on top of the NFC East to to win it. I mean, mm, I I don't know, dude. I don't know. But let me cover some of the games that happened over the past week. I mean, obviously, most people have seen it. The DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, Hail Mary for the win against the Bills. The Cardinals went over the Bills. Um, I mean, some team. I mean, the good, the bad, and the ugly of the past week in the NFL uh, for... Most team, I think the good is the dominant teams. They they still they still looked dominant. They weren't backing down even if they were playing a good team. Now, let me pull this up real quick. The Texans are sitting at third in the AFC South with only two wins. Personally, like, not, again, not to bash on any team or fan base, but not to bash on the Browns, but the Texans lost 10 to 7 to the Browns. Okay. Texans lost 10 7 to the Browns. Again, by the way, a lot of people are going to be surprised by this. I'm pretty sure I said this before sometime. The Browns are loading up loading up on draft picks. They are a legitimate team this year. They have only have three losses. Uh, let me read to you guys who the Browns are beating record-wise. Okay. The Browns are sitting... I mean, not crazy pretty, but they're sitting at a 6-3. and three. They're doing better than the Patriots, the Jets, the Bengals, the Texans, the Jaguars, the Broncos, the Chargers, the Eagles, the whole NFC East, Eagles, Giants, Washington, uh, Cowboys, Bears, Lions, Vikings, Falcons, Panthers, and 49ers. Now, let me let me read. Now, you, you here before I read the next thing, you may be thinking to yourself, oh, those teams aren't great this year, uh, Caleb, so what? Let me read to you who they're tied with. Who they're tied with. Uh, not schedule-wise. Uh, ranking, not ranking. Win-to-loss ratio-wise. That's the word I was looking for. They're tied with the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Colts, the Titans, the Raiders, the um, the Cardinals, the Rams, and the Seahawks. The only teams who have a better schedule than the Browns are the Bucks, the Saints, the Packers, the Bills, the Steelers. And the Chiefs, that is 7 out of 32 teams that have a better win-to-loss ratio than the Browns. 7 out of 32. 
Now, five years ago, the Browns would be at the bottom. This year, the Jets are at the bottom. Let me go ahead and say this. I think, I'm not sure quite yet, but I think that uh, me and Braden are going to set up a fantasy football thing for the Breakaway Podcast Network this coming up year. So get ready. Keep an eye on college football because uh, if you did not know, the you do have to you draft people. There is a fantasy draft that you do. Okay, I uh, don't know if you knew that, but there is. So make sure you're listening to the Football Frontier for all your college news. Who made big plays? And then, I don't know, next season of the Football Frontier, season two, that'll be next fall, or next summer, actually, when I start. Yeah, next summer. There will be a lot, a lot of insight on players you should cut, players you should add on to your fantasy team, and uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I cannot wait to play fantasy football with some of you guys and Braden. Make sure you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcast if you have an Apple phone. Even if you listen on Spotify, just go ahead, look up random ravings on Apple Podcast, leave that five-star review, subscribe, follow, whatever. Um, and by the way, this Saturday is actually going to be a video episode of random... No, not this Saturday. Next Saturday. Or Saturday, what am I talking about? Next Thursday is going to be a video episode of Random Ravings. Super pumped for that. I'll be seeing you this Thursday for another episode of Random Ravings, and next Monday for another episode of The Football Frontier. Yeah, 